Howdy gamers, it's Layton here from Layton Night, the podcast that you're currently listening to in case you accidentally stumbled upon this, in which case I am sorry, but just wanted to let you know that there is a video version of this episode that is up on our Patreon for all tiers. So if you want to join us over there, depending on the tier, you can get all sorts of cool benefits. We do mini-sodes every week. We do some fun videos. Uh, you get access to our fan discord and overall it's a really lovely time and we would love to have you there. So without any further ado, here is the audio version of this episode. So if you want to do the video version, you can go to patreon.com slash late night or not it's really whatever floats your boat. Anyway, episode. Brian, as we promised listeners on our Patreon, on the mini that we did this week, we really do yes. have an exciting guest today. Yes, we do. Nobody. <laughs> we yeah. <laughs> the most exciting guest of all. Yes. Isn't this something you said recently? Uh, or is, is it something Miles said? Leave enough room for Jesus in your podcast? Or you're 69. That's what yeah, it was. Yeah, leave enough room for Jesus in your 69 is one of more right. I- iconic lines from this show. That was you, yes. And, and, and so Jesus is with us today, but unfortunately not as an official guest, but just as the implicit guest. He's the implied guest in the rest of the episodes based on the content that we have here. I mean, how could he not right. be present in this hallowed space? We're going to take a, a hard left into Christian broadcasting from now on. <laughs> or is that a hard right? I guess it's a hard right. <laughs> it is a pretty hard right. That's not, you know, fair to the plenty of people, whatever. Indeed, there are plenty of liberal Christians out there and we see you, we acknowledge you, uh, we love you, we forgive you. It's the most condescending. Welcome to the episode. We have no guests. Let's make fun of Jesus. Also, if you're a lefty Christian, that's cool. Good for you. Oh, come on. If anyone could hang with getting lightly roasted, it's Jesus. (laughs) Right? Like, he'd be fine with it. I feel confident saying that. He hung out with like 12 dudes. You can't tell me they weren't constantly roasting each other. If you had to choose between death by crucifixion or death by burning. (laughs) Wow. Happy Thanksgiving. No. Oh, my God. This is the Black Friday episode. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to ignore that question because uh, it's two bad choices, right? Jesus didn't get a choice. Well, what I would do is I would do like a bunch of flips and kung fu moves (laughs) and get out of it. Right. So they wouldn't be able to catch me because I'm too fast. <laughs> Guaranteed. Guaranteed too fast. RIP to Jesus, but I'm different. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know this for a fact, but I suspect I'm faster than Jesus. Now, <laughs> granted, I'm currently 14 years older than he was when he died. But still, I feel like, you know, I've been training. I work out. I think I could stand a pretty good chance at, right. uh, at beating him in a foot race or hand to hand combat. Do you think there's anything that Jesus would beat you at? Uh, let's see. Maybe like a hot dog eating contest. <laughs> I think he could probably take me in that. I, I it, That's just, it, it, I get kind of squicked out by eating large quantities of food. Uh, what else could Jesus beat me at? Well, certainly not chess. You think you could beat Jesus at chess? Oh, yeah. Does he know what chess is? Well, let's see. I mean, chess is like millennia old. So I think chess is older than Jesus. I believe. How old is chess? It's like a few thousand years old, right? They had chess when Jesus was around. 
I don't know. Do you think he really favors like Bishop plays some really nasty diagonals on that? Yeah, I think he plays. He he's uh he's like the uh, I was gonna say the guy who was accused of having vibrating anal beads in his spot when he was playing Magnus Carlson, which was something, by the way, that some person just totally made up and then it just took hold. That's a real classic Richard Gear hamster situation. Yeah. Founded in absolutely nothing, and then a bunch of people were like, "Oh, that dude was using butt beads." Like, no, come because on. it's funny. That's a great story. Because it's funny. I don't want to watch Queen's Gambit or whatever. I want to watch that movie. Yeah, that's the King's Gambit. <laughs> yeah, I like the energy of this of us having sat around for it, like getting ready for the record, sitting around for an hour waiting because scheduling. Yes, and now we're now we're just going into it because I don't know about you on your break. I personally was like, "All right, Fallout Four and I've just been sitting here staring at my ghoul boyfriend <laughs> and shooting stuff. I was catching up on crossword puzzles I couldn't do on tour. So I have a couple crossword puzzle Patreon subscriptions that I fell behind on. I try to stay up to date on them. And so I was using that time to do a few variety crossword puzzles. Well, one gamer spots another gamer from afar. Yes, that's right. There's a, a little head nod and knowledge of a shared cultural background. There's so much, so much we could talk about. Yeah, it's really convenient that we spoke for like an hour and a half yesterday. yesterday. We're like, oh, let's knock out some minis because we got a guest tomorrow. And uh... we can advertise what the upcoming minis are. So if you subscribe to our Patreon, you get amazing mini-sode content. And we were just playing Stardew Valley for a while. But we had one this week, which was like a tour, an SP tour catch-up. This is our first full episode back since I came back from tour. And then next week, I think we can advertise what next week's mini is. We Talk Tar. It's an episode of our recurring series, Talkin' Tar, where uh, we talk about the Kate <laughs> Blanchett the movie, Tar. tar. Pits. Oh. Yep. And smoke. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So next week is Talkin' Tar on the mini So, And if that doesn't cause the Patreon subscribers to roll in, I don't know what will. Uh, a movie <laughs> that is not yet in wide release. As far as I know. Is it not? Uh, I think it's in like limited release still, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I guess is context for what this week's minisode was. If, you know, Talking Tar doesn't rustle your jimmies enough. This. <laughs> Wait, sorry. You... Pause. Rustle your jimmies? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Did you just make that up or is that <laughs> no, a, a no, thing people certainly say? No, certainly not. That's like a vintage okay. internet meme, okay. I think. Right. But this week's minisode Fun catch up because you've been all over the country doing cool stuff. And I, oh, I have. since the last I saw you, fell ill and have been in a box <laughs> coughing my right. fucking lungs out for the past two weeks. So, because you, as a kind friend, came to my show in Los Angeles, which made you sick. You got sick there almost unambiguously, right? Yeah. Yeah. Before that, I did a bunch of things and I was like, all right, I have to take some time. So I'm not doing things. And the one last thing that I have to do after this little break is NSP show, which I must be there for. You know, I did have my whole like little toddler tantrum from being around too many people a few weeks ago. So it was really just the universe being like, yeah, stay inside, mm -hmm. asshole. Yep. And now you are recovering, but not recovered from whatever yes. you have, which is not COVID. Which is not COVID, supposedly, but I have been coughing up some nasty shit. It's very exciting. Folks at home, don't be like me. Just do <laughs> what Brian would do when faced with crucifixion. Kung fu your way out of it. And run. It'll run. be do easy. Do some flips. Oh, man. I wish I could do a flip. Do you? It'd be so cool if I could do a flip. I mean, not now. At my age, it would be a bad idea. 
Probably. Right. This is why one of the only ways you can die in Dream Daddy is by doing a backflip. <laughs> Did you ever do gymnastics as a kid? Yeah. Like at a competitive level? Not at a competitive level, but there was like a gymnastics, like drop off your kid and they can run around. And then I also did like classes for a while until there was an instructor who was consistently like way too mean to me and I quit. <laughs> oh no. So that's gymnastics, but oh man. Did you learn how to do like flips and stuff, that kind of gymnastics? Or was it like run around on a balance beam or that kind of thing? Yeah, like balance beams and the little like parallel rods that you do tricks on. I like sprained my wrist and everything. It's really mm -hmm. fun coming down hard on that like oh, oh pole. God. Yeah. Running around with a leotard and jumping in like my favorite thing were the foam pits. They just had like oh, a yes. big pit of those like cube and like there's just used band-aids in there. Like yeah. that seems unimaginable to me. Even like a ball pit. Well you know there's one somewhere in the greater LA area called Sky Zone where they have the foam pit and various trampolines. And we went to a birthday party there once pre-COVID. I just couldn't believe that that thing existed and could afford its insurance bills because <laughs> there are literally children and teenagers flipping around constantly. And I didn't see one collision in the two hours we were there, and I have no idea how. It seemed like a grievous injury factory, and yet yeah. there were a bunch of birthday parties there. And of course, teenagers going absolutely apeshit, you know, doing crazy, big signs, no flips, people doing flips everywhere. And then there are like two-year-olds running around next to them. Absolutely. And That's chaos. right. Yeah. So it's like a 14-year-old doing crazy flips to impress their friends. And then a, a bunch of, you know, when Audrey was there, I think it was, she was four or five or whatever. And yes, tiny, tiny, tinies, you know, toddling around about to get kicked in the face. Yeah. I mean, really even a, a, a regular, <laughs> a regular bounce house is just a ticking time bomb until a child like drops on their butt really hard and starts sobbing, you know? Yeah. Once the bounce house comes out and their children, like it's only a matter of time. That's right. We, we had one semi-recently. We rented one for the day and invited one friend over and we got five minutes in before the first sobbing event. Uh, I think I may have even talked about it on the show. We invited yeah, Laser Corn and his family over. Yeah. And pretty fast. Bonk! Ah! I love how easy crying comes to children. Yeah. In that I am envious of it. Yeah, same. I'm checking for the reaction of other people around me. Can I go for mm -hmm. it? Yes, I can. Yeah, that's right. So there's, there's two levels of kid crying. There's like, I really need to cry because it's, an emergency or I really hurt myself and they don't even check. Then there's the one you say, which is like, I could cry. Is someone paying attention? Oh, there's a parent. <laughs> Look, I swear I'm not a bad person. As I have mentioned on this podcast several times, I'm the nicest guy I know. And yet, hopefully this doesn't make anyone mad. I think there's nothing funnier than a child completely losing their shit over silly reasons. Like, obviously not if the kid is hurt or whatever, but if it's like, you know, they dropped a stuffed animal on the floor and didn't want to, and then they erupt into tears because they're tired or just a kid. Oh, I think it's so funny every time. It's very funny, but I really think that it's, I'm just so jealous of that. That would be awesome. It would be awesome. The alternative is me being deeply, like, emotionally repressed, or I just skip the crying and go straight to, like, screaming. This is only if I'm, like, <laughs> alone or in my car or whatever. Right. 
where like if somebody cuts me off, I turn into Dennis Reynolds. <laughs> there have been times where I've done that and forgot that like my window is down. <laughs> oh, wow. Did anyone see you? No, I would never yell at another person in a car or like I've never flipped anybody off while driving before. But, mm-hmm. you know, if I want to have a little scream, that's between me and my car. Yeah. It's not like it's a box with windows in it that everybody can see that I'm clearly reacting to something that somebody outside of that box did. It's my business. It's your business. How you feel is your business. See, I am very, when it comes to driving, I'm very non-confrontational. I will always let people in. I get upset when people do bullshitty things like cut me off or whatever, but I'm not going to like <laughs> retaliate. And it drives me bananas when people did. I have a very clear memory of probably about four years ago. I was turning right. I was at a light. It was red light. Stop, look, turn right. And I guess I did not move quickly enough for some dude in a pickup truck behind me because on the next block, this guy swerves around me and then jams on his brake. And I have Audrey in the car. So in a very uncharacteristic move, and by the way, from my perspective, this was like out of the blue. I did not see this guy coming. And if he was coming, he was way over the speed limit. I like bang on my horn and he flips me off outside his window. And I was like, okay. But then you just let it go. Driving to me is a great exercise in acceptance. It's like, look, I'm here. Maybe that person made me mad. It's going to do me and them absolutely no good to carry that with me. I'm just going to let it go and forget about it. Well, it's like once they've gotten to that point where they're doing even more dangerous shit than you presumably did to flip you off and make you mad, it's like you've won. And it would be funny if it were not scary. I have my kid in the car. Don't slam on your brakes and like... Yeah, that's rough. Just interacting with other humans out in the world. Mm -hmm. They could do shitty things to you while you're driving. They could breathe on your mouth and then you'd spend the next two weeks. It's called kissing. Wheezing. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Someday you'll find out. (laughs) I'll send you a website which will answer all your questions. (laughs) And what website would that be, Brian? Uh, Well, let's see. I mean, I could send you to Tumblr, which I understand has some kissing-related content on it. Inspired choice. Inspired choice. Yeah, you can learn all about kissing and Frenching and making out <laughs> and all the things on Tumblr. Frenching. 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 A Awful. term that nobody has said unironically since 1978. Frenching. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the, I love the term <laughs> Frenching. Oh. Yeah, because you can't say it with any other tone other than Frenching. Yeah, that's right. Or you can just picture somebody being like, dude, did you French last night? <laughs> no, I can't picture that. Dude, I Frenched so hard last night. Yeah, right. Exactly. People still know what that means, though. Like, you know what I mean when I say Frenching, right? That is a term you have heard. Yeah. But is it obvious? Like, do teenagers know that? I don't know. I don't know what people know. I feel like making out is the general... That's the blanket term, right? Yeah. I really like, sometimes I think about this, like in older... uh, Is this like 19th century stuff? When they use the term making love to mean like courting... Oh, I didn't know that it right. meant anything other than coitus. Yes. In older media, I'm hesitant to say exactly one because I don't know. Maybe it's even like a Shakespearean thing. I don't know. It is the same as pitching woo. Pitching woo. Pitching woo. I The way that that phrase happened in my brain was just the style of the Breaking Bad intro. <laughs> <laughs> down, down, down. 
bow, bow, pitching woo. Perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. With the smoke and yeah, everything. Yeah. yeah. So the, the let's see, the W pitching. and woo. Can you would use be, pitching would woo? Be, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Just a second. I'm trying to think of what the elements would be. The W would be tungsten in woo. That's the, the symbol for tungsten. And the P, wait, is P by itself? Is that phosphorus? Yeah, right? I know that I one. I think so. I think that's phosphorus. It's not pH, right? Yeah, the P would be phosphorus. Because potassium is K. We all know that. Okay, this. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, can you use pitching woo in a sentence? Oh, yeah. My favorite thing to see at the ballpark is pitching. <laughs> woo! <laughs> I'm so happy to be here, Brian. <laughs> yep, that's, it's, it's good to talk to you again. On this episode of Late in Night with Brian Wecht and no one else except no Jesus. No one else. That's right. Jesus is my co-host. That's my new bumper sticker. Oh, tell me what you think about this. I had this idea for a t-shirt for the podcast, although arguably more appropriate for NSP is it says something along the lines of, you know, I eat ass and I vote. <laughs> is that it? Yeah, that's it. Would it be in the form of like an I voted sticker? Oh, that's a, I didn't think. Like it's an I voted, but I eat ass and vote. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. We should By the way, that. speaking of that, I tweeted something from NSP a few weeks ago. This bugged me. And I used a keep calm and carry on generator. This was about the time that Liz Truss stepped down as prime minister of the UK and things were just kind of thrown into chaos. And I generated, it said, keep calm, one line, and, and then on the third line, eat an unimaginable amount of, and then on the fourth line, ass. And... <laughs> You know, red background, white text, little crown symbol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone put it on Redbubble, of course, and made T-shirts out of it. Now, I don't really have a leg to stand on here because I used a generator to make that. But at the same time, I was like, huh, well, there is some money I'll never see for making those T-shirts. Yeah, a lot of money, like 50 whole yeah. cents. And it's not even going to meet the payout threshold. So Redbubble's That's just right. going to have it forever. Yeah, I can't imagine more than 10 people purchase that T-shirt. I can't imagine more than one. That seems like a thing that somebody does as a goof and then does not actually buy. Yeah, that's probably true. Have you ever sold anything on Redbubble? I have. You can visit my Redbubble at... <laughs> I don't know what it is, actually, but I do have one that I have sold stuff on. Do you realize? What, what's on your Redbubble? People asked for it, so I did it. What the fuck is my Redbubble? No, I don't want to see the Fallout New Vegas Redbubble shirts I was looking at. Leave me alone. Don't call me out like this. Here, send me your link. I want to see what's on your red bubble. Well, yeah, just give me a, a, a fucking I am. I am. second. Hey, calm. Wow. I'm wow. calm. I, I I'm, so calm. I'm so I'm calm. I'm so calm right now. I'm the calmest person I know. <laughs> oh, my earnings summary, $3.45. Wow. God damn. Folks at home listening, if you too also want to look at my art that is on Redbubble, it's graylish.redbubble.com. That's G-R-A-Y-L-I-S-H dot redbubble.com. Remind me what the origin of Lish is. That's a great fucking question. I was like, I need a username, last name, and I just started like writing letters down. And that's that's what I'm stuck with. And additionally okay. stuck with people Fair thinking enough. that that's what my last name is. Like in Graylish? Yes. Uh -huh. And that also my email address, because I couldn't get graylish at gmail.com, I had to throw an right. E in there. And so now I also get Leighton, G-R-A-E-Y. I got uh -huh. a contract the other day that had it. It was a whole thing. Anyway, 
I'm going to look at your Redbubble and it's... offer my aesthetic opinion of what I see. Look at this. This is good stuff, as expected. Thanks. Thanks. I love the Blockbuster sticker. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the stuff's great. Thanks. I Thanks. love Spooky Guy. Spooky Guy's cool. Me too. I think Spooky Guy is like my favorite drawing I've done in the past five years. <laughs> it just hits. Drawing is weird for me now. Like, it's what I went to school for. It's like what I did my whole childhood and teens. It was like my thing. And I was like, I'm going to be a comics artist. And, um, you know, as you know, I've been sitting on the latest late night merch design for fucking ever. Because it's like pulling yes. teeth to finish it. And I'll sh I will show you what I have thus far, which is, the, I guess this is sort of a spoiler for the design, but I'll have you know, I have been painstakingly hand painting every key of a keyboard of an Amiga. Yeah. Layton, let's do a little segment here. My God. And I don't know where I'm going with this. Do you hate talking to me this much that you're no, just no, like, I, I have to I, retreat I, into a segment? No, well, clearly the energy is no. so high today. Okay, what do you want to fucking want to talk about? Like, you put a topic on the table and we'll discuss it. I think it was really fucked up that you dodged my question earlier. What was your question? I introduced a topic and you chose to dismiss it, which was if you had to choose, would you oh, rather be burned that, or yes. crucified? Fine. Uh, you know what? Fine, I'll answer it. Uh, if I had to choose... I would probably like do a bunch of backflips and then <laughs> God damn uh, it. and then run away because I'm too fast has been well established how fast I am. I'm so fast. I'm happy to throw drowning into the mix as well. Uh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I would outrun the water though too. So Okay, you know, here here's something we can talk about. I as answer I always the fucking do question. I answered the question. I gave it my answer. You're really fucking with my plans here, Brian. Oh, okay. Well then fine. I'm gonna pick do I have to pick one or can I do them in like order? Because what I would do Just is I would start the burning, but then start the drowning and then run <laughs> after the water put out the fire. And then I would avoid the crucifixion <laughs> because of how quick I am. Because I'm so fast. Okay. That's what All I right. would do. Okay. What I was going to tell you is, as I do on tour, I visited a large number of art museums on this tour, and I saw some really great stuff. Did Nelson Atkins in Kansas City, Missouri, a really wonderful museum, along with the Contemporary Art Museum that's right next to it. I went to the Dallas, uh, Dallas Institute of Fine Art, Dallas Fine Art Museum, something like that. Oh, wait, sorry. Was that Dallas? Yes, it was Dallas, but I also did Houston. Uh, I went to went to him there too. Texas has got some good art in it. In one, I think that was Dallas. Some LA-based artist turned a whole hallway into basically a giant lowrider, hmm. like with stripes and various like things and windows. It was very very cool. They had a what's the word like kinetic art exhibit there that was pretty rad, and including a. So you walk into the thing and it's got a projector that is taking the room, projecting onto a screen and then fucking with the angles. So while you're standing in the room, it looks like the other side of the wall is like moving around uh, in a very seamless and cool way. That was pretty rad. Lots of great art out there in the world. Nelson Atkins had a had an art deco exhibit, Ooh, which I love that, that stuff is just the best. Why is that stuff so relentlessly cool? It was just great. Deco and Nouveau are like yeah, 
very aesthetically strong. You know, now now that stuff is like 100 or more years old, and it just still rules. Like of all the art styles out there, that's the one that I look at. And every time I'm like, fuck, that's awesome. That aged well. Did you see your track disappear? I didn't see mine disappear, but it seems like ours are still going strong here. So it blipped out for a second. Hey, folks at home, do you know of any alternatives to Zencaster as a recording <laughs> platform? We've had uh, some issues. I'm ready to like get into a feud with Zencaster. That's very biting the hand that feeds, but let's hash it. And, and by the, the hand that feeds, you mean the hand we pay to use? <laughs> the hand we pay to use that frequently slaps us? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a really terrible hand to pay to use. When was the last time we had a flawless, like, no issue? Because it's one thing when it's just you and me. Like, it's funny if it fucks up if mm-hmm. it's you and me. But when mm-hmm. it's a guest, and especially not, like, a friend guest. No, no, it, it makes me feel like when, like, we're in the re- recording and it, like, fucks up, it just makes me feel like it's amateur <laughs> hour, you know? Yes. You know, I am technically an audio professional, and... Mm-hmm. Very, very frustrating. It feels like you're in a social situation and somebody that nobody else sees runs up with a cup of water and throws it on your crotch and then runs away yeah. and nobody else saw them. That's yeah. the emotional experience of Zencaster <laughs> fucking up. <laughs> what happened? Oh, uh, this guy just ran up and and uh, and just, just threw some water uh, on me and you can smell it. Do you want to smell it? It definitely smells like water. <laughs> Like it's not pee. It smells normal. No, you can smell it. And then you chase it. It's right here. Here, I'll take my pants off so you can smell it. You don't have to put your face in my crotch. Just smell it. (coughs) See, everybody, this is what happens when you come to see Ninja Sex Party. The (laughs) entertainment level is so high that it takes weeks to recover. It really does. And the, the things that you find coming out of your mouth will surprise you. Oh, yes. And your nose. And and everywhere. And everywhere. We're an exit-only type of event. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, what else can we talk about? Like, I, I didn't prepare anything because I didn't know it was going to be Neither just I, us. Listen, and we talked for two hours yesterday. I want to be clear that I wrote like an entire page of notes with topics and things that I wanted to talk to our guest about that I was very excited. And all day I've been nervous about talking to this guest because I really like this guest. And this is through no fault of their own. Nope, nope. Life will find a way. As, Life finds uh, a way. Michael Crichton said. I was in a very different headspace of like, haha, I have serious intellectual questions. And now I feel like a fucking idiot. Why don't you ask me some serious intellectual questions? Like, it doesn't have to be ones you prepared, but just, yeah, ask me some, some like intellectual shit. And we can okay, discuss. okay, I got, I think I got one. Okay. If you, <laughs> if, if I, you had I to choose. <laughs> I won't do it. I won't do it. It's not funny anymore. Oh, well, not funny anymore is my favorite zone and arguably our specialty. (coughs) This isn't funny anymore. I just feel bad for you. I know you you called me a poor thing multiple times yesterday and I texted your wife and she also called me a poor thing. And that is what I am. We have sympathy for our sick younger friends. Although I'm glad you live near people that can help you get stuff. Of course, we're available if you need us, even though we're busy. Right. No, I mean, that is kind of the thing about living alone. You fall ill and nobody's there to take care of you and put a little 
little like dying Victorian woman, like I'm on a chaise lounge and I need somebody to come and gently dab my forehead with a cool cloth. Yeah. But that doesn't happen. Instead, it's my dog just being like, what's going on? Now, I do have to interject here before someone else corrects you. Is it not a chaise longue for long chair, not a chaise lounge? (laughs) (laughs) A compelling rebuttal. I know. It's exactly what a dying Victorian woman would say. I have to check this out now. I'm pretty sure it's chaise longue. Which means long. Yeah, but chair, I guarantee that if you right? say that in front of other people, they're going to be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" You know, you pick your language battles. This is like, oh. you know, the common usage is enamored with. That yeah. like this is my own little little thing. It's fucking enamored of. You are enamored of somebody. It's not you are enamored with someone. Oh well, it looks like from the thing I'm reading right now from grammarist, which I don't know if I should trust, chaise lounge is the Americanized version of chaise longue, which is the British spelling. That's interesting. I just assumed that one was right and one was wrong, but I guess that's not right. We're all a work in progress. We're all learning. (sighs) Now do you want to do some segments? (laughs) (laughs) I got like a new lipstick in my little makeup delivery thing. And I was like, oh, I'll put on lipstick so I can pretend to be a little bit more presentable because I know I'm going to be hacking in front of this mm-hmm. person I respect on this call. And it's not. Well, that's very kind. I respect you, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, you know what we never did? You never did my makeup. And we talked about doing this like oh my years God. ago as a podcast stunt. Right? Yeah. We still have to do this. This was going to be do. a thing and we never did it. We should do it like right now while I'm... <laughs> while you're, well, you're ill and I have a very well-documented COVID exposure. Now's the time. <coughs> Can you get through this? Are you okay? I'm good. You, you talk for a little bit. <laughs> I mean, now that you asked me to, I don't really want to. Just out of <laughs> okay, spite. Okay, Audrey. <laughs> Sure. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you some fun Audrey stuff. This made me so happy. You know, she was talking about what she wants for Christmas. And what she wants is she wants to get into like building stuff. So she was asking for like engineering kits and like things she can build with and real tools. And I was just like, oh, my God, is that just the best? Are you going to get this kit at soldering iron? No, because I don't want to get myself a hospital bill. But I think we can get her some age-appropriate tools. Get her a breadboard and some little robotics. Yes, exactly. I think that sort of thing would be great. We can start to do like Arduino stuff together or whatever. That would be really fun. Oh, do a fun little like gamer Raspberry Pi situation. There's got to be like make a little Sheikah slate or something. Right, exactly. So little tools like that would be great. If By the way, if anyone listening to this knows like good like maker stuff for an eight-year-old, and I'm sure there's got to be stuff out there, that would be great. Especially gamer stuff. Yes, especially gamer stuff. I don't know the name of the person, but Audrey's super into Mark Rober now. And Mark Rober had some woman on who does like domino stuff. And Audrey all day has been constructing little domino towers because she saw this this lady do it. And she was like, I want to do that. And I am just so excited to see the spirit of like, let's make stuff, let's build stuff. For me at that age, you know, I was always more of a theorist than an engineer. So I love seeing the more engineering mindset in my kid. Yeah. It's just fun. And it's such a great age to encourage that kind of spirit. So I think we're going to get her some little... Little maker stuff. And I love the idea. I didn't even think about it, but little circuit board stuff is a great idea. That stuff is so fun and easy. That stuff's not hard. And I can help her with the soldering and stuff, yeah. 
Yeah, because like soldering is definitely like that is hospital bill express. But yeah. with a breadboard uh, yeah. and you potentially doing some of this stuff, she can still help like make the circuits and connections. And yep. like there's a little, um, I made an optical theremin a while back that was oh, like a, a really idea. easy little, it was like- it's fun and annoying. $8 for a kit. And it's like the board's that big and you bend a wire and then it has little LEDs and then you can change. Like, it's so annoying, but very cool. I used to have this thing when I was a kid, like a teenager. It was like a grid, roughly like speak and spell sized. And it had little cubes you could put in and each cube was like, you know, it'd be like a resistor or, you know, just a wire or a bulb or whatever. And you could kind of just concatenate these things into a circuit. So you weren't soldering anything. You were just like completing the circuit as you go. And that thing I, I thought was really cool. I've seen various incarnations of this sort of thing. And all the ones we've had suffer from various fatal flaws, including poor directions or like shoddily made shit. I'd love to know really, really good ones that she can do. And it's also a good opportunity to teach her like, you know, safety and, you know, wearing goggles and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. If you're working with fumes, get your little respirator on. Yep. It's important. Adafruit has a lot of good stuff. If I recall correctly, I've gotten a couple of like little kits like that from them. Mm Mm-hmm. Were you always into this sort of stuff, even as a as a kid? No. No, it was only as an adult that you started doing it? Yeah, I think I got into it through keyboards, which stemmed from using my shitty, like, Razer keyboard in the office and being like, this is fucking obnoxious. And then that led me down the path, long, dark, expensive path. But then I got into, like, circuit bending and keyboard, whatever. So only in your 20s? Like, did you really like get into this stuff? Oh, that's in my teens. I wouldn't have even thought of it. Actually, you know what? That's maybe not true. When I was in middle school, I did science Olympiad for like eight years. None of them were like soldering and I didn't do any of the robotics events or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But a Mm -hmm. lot of them were very much like you need to build a thing or do chemistry or whatever. And I just did that for a super long time. So I guess it's not totally out of left field. I was just more of an arty person who was good at science until I got into high school when science got mathy and then, no. Yeah. What was Science Olympiad? My school didn't do this sort of thing. The most we did in high school, there was like, was like a monthly math competition and you'd have to answer six questions and they'd like figure out your scores. And they always had like the year in them, you know, what is 1987 to the 1986 or something like that, you know? Wow. And they would go up in in difficulty. So what was Science Olympiad? Science Olympiad is a national series of science competitions. You do local, then to state, then national. I went to state a couple of times. Imagine all of the nerdiest, most sciencey kids who devote all of their time to doing this extracurricular. Like, oh, believe me, I can imagine that pretty well. But I only got into it on accident because in middle school, I just like was killing it. Like I won most outstanding science student in the school two years in a row. And I only That's didn't awesome. get it. I didn't know yeah, that. I only didn't get it the third year by one percentile. And it was like my friend who got it. And they were like, you should have gotten it. But like score wise, she had you beat by that like one decimal. Oh, wow. But anyway, so because of that, with Science Olympiad, the way that the scoring works, because like the school will send a team to represent the school. And there are a ton of events that cover like all different types of things. But part of it is like you want to win the events in those specific like tracks, but you also want the cumulative score so your school Mm -hmm. can go to the state level. Mm -hmm. And so what you have to do with a smaller school, like 
mine both were, is that like you just have to put butts in seats. And so it's a lot of like, here are your two events that you're really focusing on. And here are like four that we're going to give you the day of that you just need to go and like half-ass it just because we get one point for your being there. Mm-hmm. And so my science teacher was like, Layton, this thing is this weekend and you're good at science stuff. We'll just like throw you into a couple of things and, you know, you do whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they put me in a food science one that I had to like bullshit months of work on. Uh-huh. It was a lot of like chemistry baking stuff because you had to do a written uh-huh. portion and then there was a prepared yeah, yeah. portion where I had to like bullshit this binder of like experiments. And I think part of it was like you had to come up with a cookie recipe and mm-hmm. explain like everything about how that recipe works. and Like the chemical reactions. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, it wasn't that deep, but you also had to like design the box for it and have like a whole like nutritional guide on the side. But I made chocolate maraschino chunk cookies and they were pink because I put maraschino cherry juice in them. Well, backtracking, there was an ecology event, which was the main thing that they wanted me for because it was just like take a test. And so I did that and I think a couple of other things. Anyway, I go in and do this stuff and I'm like happy to help out my science teacher. But then I won first place in ecology and second place (laughs) in the food science one. Oh, that's awesome. What? Yeah. That rules. How old were you at this point? 12, maybe. 12, okay. Yeah. Or or maybe 11. I'm not sure. Oh, a little late winning first place. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And so then that just turned into me doing it every year, straight into high school. And then when I was in high school, I like designed the team shirts every year too. So I have like all the shirts that I designed. I did not realize you did so much science pre-high school. I did. I did. And I I kept doing it. I did it every fucking year in high school too, even though it was like, why am I here? (laughs) This is ridiculous. I bet that you would be good at the more like abstract mathy stuff that didn't involve the calculation type things. Because a lot of advanced math is less numbers and more just kind of ideas. And I have a sense, and I may be wrong about this, that, you know, some of that stuff where it gets kind of abstract, but is not calculating, you might be good at that. Chemistry was really where I got super tripped up. And also my chemistry teacher was a dick, so that doesn't help. Always bad. Yeah. But, um, There were so many like different events. I did the food science one a couple of times and it changed every year. So there were ones where you'd have to do like lab stuff of like testing, doing, I don't even remember. I just remember being in a lab and being mad about it. Mm -hmm. There was write it, do it, which is one that I did a bunch of times and was never good at where you're a two person team. They give everybody a thing that is like made of Legos and has like pipe cleaners in it in a certain configuration. And so the first Mm -hmm. person sees it and they have to write instructions on how to make it. And then the other person oh, I see. doesn't see it and they have to build it. Right. And like practicing for that was really fun because it would just be like, yo, somebody make a combination of objects and we'll attempt to do this. And I just like right. not good at it. Hmm. That's an interesting skill to have. Because it's so much more about the communication that you have. Right. Like I was trying That's to have right. shorthand with the other person and it just like, it was one of those events where it was like, you know, we can practice really hard on this one and it is kind of a toss up anyway. So like, fuck it. Yeah. There was one year, this is like the only one that I personally, like my entry made it to state where we did not rank at all. But my friend and I, it was a music, some sort of music thing, but we had to build Mm -hmm. like two instruments and play them. And so we made a kalimba out of a cigar box. Oh, fun. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And then we made like a, I don't know what you would call it, but it was PVC pipes that we would hit with flip-flops. It was that kind of thing. Yeah. So we had to make those and they had to be like 
tuned essentially. And then we had to play the songs for the judges. And mm-hmm. then, you know, we ended up taking it to state. And then, of course, you get to state and you see that, like, people have built homemade cellos and shit. And it's like, okay. Right. Did they right. give you the pipes and flip-flops? Or did no. you have to provide those? Okay. No. I have fond memories of building those in my friend's garage while listening to Kids Bop. <laughs> not, not like, because we were into Kids Bop, but it was just like, you want to listen to some shitty Kids Bop songs? Yeah. Wait, are there uh, good Kids Bop songs? You know the answer to that question. I, I suspect I know the answer, but also I don't know much about kids' bop. They're all legitimate bangers. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> I love hearing a bunch of children off-key sing with like a 20-year-old. Uh-huh. The greatest hits of the day. Actually, what number kids' bop are they on by now? Oh, let's guess. Before we look okay, it up, okay. let's get. I'm going to guess, by the way, that there's not just one kids' bop anymore, that there are several different verticals within the kids' bop uh, universe. But pure kids' bop, I'm going to say they're at... Dog's bop. I'm going to say they're at, like, 150. I'm going to say 79. Okay. I'm looking it up right now. Kids' bop. Okay. Let's see. Criticism and controversy. Oh, goodness. They're at... 40. It looks like the last album was 40 in 2019. Did they stop making albums in 2019? Oh. I guess so. The kids' bop experience at Hard Rock Hotel. It's everything that you would get at a hotel resort, but it's all served to you by children. (laughs) They do a terrible job, just like their fucking albums. I'm thinking of like which kids' bops I had and listened to, which I guess uh, first one in 2001. Shit. Here's a good quote. I don't need a sanitized version of Despacito. I need eight-year-olds not to be singing Despacito. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I I do remember the lyric changes just being like, you somehow made this worse. Like, this sounds worse with the way that you have changed the lyrics. You are familiar with the voice of one Tom Sharpling, are you not? Yes, of course. Now, someone called the best show and pointed this out. The kids' bop version of all the small things sounds like it's being sung by, sung by Tom Sharpling. <laughs> no fucking Hold way. on. I'm going to send this to you. Hit me with this. So we are about to play the kids' bop version of all the small things. Count us in. Three, two, one, play. What an awful cover. I don't know what I was expecting. It wasn't that. He has that register sometimes where he talks like that. It is so funny. It sounds exactly like him. <laughs> I was also primed for like how low his voice is usually, but he totally does yeah. go into that register. Uh. Yeah. When he's like doing a character, he gets up there. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the kind of thing. Someone called in to the best show with this and I think the people on the show and me were like, okay, whatever. And then they played it and it was like, oh my God, this is uncanny. It's so funny. What a weird random pull. I love that. I just remember having my little blue disc man with my kids' bop CDs Mm -hmm. and the little CDs that my friends would make me. It was adorable. And with the shitty little, like those little headphones that had the Mm -hmm. little like foam condom on them. Of course. Of course. Do you remember what your favorite kids' bop track was or one of your favorites? I fucking loved Avril Lavigne. I mean, did you like complicated skater boy, just the typical hits? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're very good. There's a moment as the sun's going down now where it it hits my mirror and it bounces perfectly right here. Yeah. As the kids would say, it just hits different. It's bopped. Oh. (laughs) It's bopped. 
bopped. <laughs> is that where it's a bop you think originates from kids bop, which now feels like old slang? That's the only origin possible for that. I feel like I haven't heard someone say it's a bop for a while now. Now everything fucking slaps. Yeah. I mean, we live in a post-bop society. <laughs> I live in a post-Malone society, personally. Uh, I would be so curious to hear what the process for like people who produce the kids bop albums are because the like MIDI situation is just a shit show. Real iffy. Real iffy. I mean, you're a, a parent of a child <laughs> getting slowly <laughs> swallowed by the sun, much like Cheryl it's Crow. very funny. Yeah. I'm soaking up the sun. <laughs> well, listen, let's move on to segments. My God. We are recording this later in the week and we have had one request from uh, our lovely producer, Jarek, that we keep this one on the short side. Also, it's Thanksgiving and we got Thanksgiving stuff to do. I have to go massage the turkey and then I have to make Thanksgiving food. <laughs> I was going to make a happy endings joke and you just, you blew it out of the water. So thank you very much. Didn't plan that going in, but I sensed an opportunity and I went for it. So our first segment, as always, is our pop culture recommendation segment. The segment now, I, and I usually don't like to belabor this introduction, and this week is no exception. This is called What's Poppin', and the theme song, which we insert in post, goes here. What's poppin'? What's poppin'? Great. All right. Layden, <laughs> what is popping? First of all, I wasn't ready for segments to happen. Second of all... Oh, that's when they get you. When you're not ready for it, segments just creep up on you. And then it's like, bam, yeah. segment time. If anybody is of the inclination, I would love an edit of a Kids Bop album cover to say what's popping, maybe with a Z on the what's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I would like to see that as well. Thank you. The thing is, is that I couldn't think of anything to do for what's popping. So I was like, okay... Well, I'm going to say the Fallout 4 mods that I told Brian about on the mini yesterday, and he's just going to act like he's never heard me say this shit before. And I don't even want to do that now because it's the same conversation of me talking at you about Fallout mods that we had yesterday. Uh -huh. But I also haven't been consuming literally any other content. Wow, you are. I can't see you at all now. <laughs> it looks like you are slowly dying and being eaten by heaven. <laughs> there are literal God rays right now. This is what happens when you yeah. encourage blasphemy within the first 60 seconds of your pod. Yeah. This is definitely a scene from Constantine. Wow. Do you want me to go while you think? No, I've got okay. it. It's fine. All the I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I do when I try to remember All what I... <laughs> small things. I don't remember any of the lyrics to that song. All the small things. They are... Small things that I remember this one. <laughs> yeah. Say it ain't so. I don't want to go. Say it ain't so. Carry me. Isn't it something like that? Carry me home. And then they go into the da 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 How much are you intentionally fucking this up? None. I legitimately Great. don't know no, the lyrics. No, perfect. No notes. No notes. I don't think I've ever listened to a full Blink-182 song unless I have done without realizing, which is entirely likely. But have I ever told you my Blink-182 joke? Do it. It's imagine how bad the first 181 blinks must have been <laughs> if this is the one that survived. <coughs> I know it's funny. It's funny, right? The thing that I was attempting to express is that I've not consumed any content. So I'm looking at my YouTube watch history. And in, in lieu of an actual puppet, 
I'll tell you what's in my YouTube history. All right. This is your what's popping. You're going to just go through your watches. <laughs> Yeah. This is a new low. A new low for for this <laughs> the show. Rest, the rest of the episode has been a new low. Okay, kids bop, multiple kids bops. A bunch of videos from the guests that we were supposed to have today, many mm-hmm. of which are very long. ASMR, sleepy brain scratching and ear-to-ear breathing, which is what I fell asleep to. Fallout 4, John Hancock, full romance tutorial on how to use a screenshot mod for Fallout. The Climate Mash by Bobby Pickett. Bobby Uh Pickett's Monster Swim, another video from the guest we were supposed to have. ASMR gentle tapping for sleep. It's all just like ASMR and Fallout shit. (laughs) Can I do some ASMR gentle tapping? I'm going to do some right now. Do it. I can't hear any of that. That's why it's ASMR. The S stands for silent. Wow. Here, what about this? Is this ASMR? Hold on. This is my new segment called Is This ASMR? (laughs) This is ASMR. This is ASMR. Okay, ready? Can you really not hear that? That was ASMR. Hell yeah. I feel like in the style of Is It Mayo, like, is it ASMR just involves you making increasingly more annoying noises until you force the other person to say it's ASMR. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, right? Yes. That's a very good idea. By the way, I think I'm going to start doing Is It Mayo on my TikTok. My goal is to get sponsored by a mayonnaise brand. Best foods? I mean... What would you say if in your email inbox one day you express your wish to get sponsored by mayonnaise, by Big Mayo? Mm -hmm. By BM. Into your inbox slips Miracle Whip. Nope, that's a pass. Okay, but what's your number? Like if Miracle Whip was like, we will give you... (laughs) Yeah, you'll sell out to Big Whip. Sure. I mean, look, I don't like Miracle Whip. First of all, it's not mayo. We all know this. I'm not saying controversial yeah. things. Miracle Whip is not mayo. It tastes bad, at least to me, because I always want mayo. I would always prefer mayo. So look, if Miracle Whip's going to put up the big bucks for a big boy to do a big ad, then the big boy is going to do the big ad. But you got to pay what I deserve, right? Also, yeah. you know, it's not just the money. It depends how much I'm going to have to eat on camera. But it, it's inverse, Like, the more I have to eat, the less you have to pay me. (laughs) It's like having a per diem. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) What if there was a non-compete clause? Meaning? And they're, like, holding you to it. You can only eat Miracle Whip. For how long? Exclusively. For a year. That's a big ask. So in my personal life, even when I'm off camera, then, and and not in my capacity as a whipfluencer, then I would have to eat only Miracle Whip. You know, that's a lot. It's not like you're subsisting only on Miracle Whip. It's just that if you have something that is supposed to have mayo in it, it needs to be replaced with Miracle Whip. And you can't can't cheat. And you can't can't cheat and just like avoid anything that would have mayo. I don't want my tuna with whip in it. It's going to be awful. Why would anyone (sighs) want that? That's terrible. Or like an aioli. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking for a year, I'm going to put my number at $100 million. (laughs) And if they're going to pay me $100 million, then I will do it. It's just like of the few things I actively and consciously look forward to, like the thick slather of mayo on a Jersey Mike sub. Mm-hmm. 
It's good. Making a grilled cheese and just loading that bad boy up with mayonnaise on the outside. And then fry it in butter also because I'm a patrician, okay? Uh Anyway, also in my YouTube history, Drake apologizes to Josh, but it's a Midwest emo intro. Tim and Eric, season four (laughs) bloopers. A bunch of Uh fallout videos. A bunch of true crime videos. No country for old men coin toss scene. And I (sighs) will note how many times I watch that video just if I'm feeling down... Mm-hmm. Or low, call it. Speaking of Tim and Eric, by the way, this last week on The Best Show, they did a swap where Tom Sharpling hosted Office Hours and Tim hosted The Best Show. Oh, so fuck. worth Shit. worth listening. I should check this out. All right. So your what's popping, you don't really have a what's popping. You just have a list of mini pops, poplets. <laughs> yeah, those are my poplets. I, I actually don't recommend any of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. It's just, it's really funny when you see somebody else's YouTube history. Oh, yes. As we've discussed, not on this show. As we've discussed, yes. It's so funny and so telling about people. Uh, So this is just me. I'm trying to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Connect. connect. Yeah, in your weakened state. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm going to (laughs) go. What's popping? Yeah, there you go. What's popping? I actually have consumed a lot of content recently because I've been on tour and because your brain is fried when you're on tour a lot of time to just watch shit. And I recently started watching Abbott Elementary, you know, the Quinta Brunson uh, ABC sitcom. Rachel had watched it a few months back and read recommended it. And I finally got around to it and it's pretty fucking great. Most of the cast uh, I was not familiar with. I knew Quinta Brunson from Black Lady Sketch Show I didn't know any of the other actors, although briefly Orlando Jones shows up and I was like, ah, it's Orlando Jones. He's one of the characters' dads, but it's really cute. It's really fun. Takes place at an elementary school in Philadelphia. Actors are all, you know, doing a great job. I think it's still growing into itself and I'm only partway through season one. So that's to be expected, but I really am enjoying it. And it is one of those seasons where I'm like, this is about to get really good once they mm. settle in and find their voice and the rhythm and everyone settled into the characters and stuff like that. Right. And by the way, by the way, anyone who watches, you know, one episode, like episode one, season one of a sitcom and is like, this sucks. Come on, folks. We've been through this before. Okay. It's like, of course it does. Of course it does. Name one spot on sitcom pilot. Seinfeld's pilot is fucking bad. Like they're all bad. You know, in, in various ways, it really bothers me when people write something. Off. Look, if you don't want to watch it, obviously spend your time however you want. But especially with a 22 minute show, you got to give that shit time to sink in. You saying 22 minutes made me realize I still have not watched the finale of The Patient. Oh, yeah. It's longer. Actually, it's, it's a longer one. I'm very curious. Uh, reactions were divided. I'm curious what you think. I know. I saw a hint. I didn't see any spoilers, but I saw a hint of something but i chronically will like watch or play or read a ton of a thing and get to the end and be like i don't care anymore and never ever finish it i don't know what that is oh i'm the opposite i'm the opposite i if if i I get too completist about it too early and will watch something well beyond the point where i actually care about it the only thing I've, i've really really given up on recently and this wasn't even that recently, was Manifest, which is maybe one of the 
dumbest TV shows I've ever seen. It's about like a bunch of people on a plane, like disappear for five years and then reappear. It's like a major network show. I forget what network. It's kind of in the lost vein of there's a big mystery. and It just sounds like shitty lost. Yes. I think people like this show. And I watched two seasons and change of it. And then finally, you know, it is the kind of thing where all the characters are as dumb as they can possibly be. No one listens to anything anyone's saying. Mysticism is explained with more mysticism. It just drove me nuts. And yet I watched way too much of it. And that's the only thing where I got like three episodes into season three. And I was like, I cannot. We all die someday. This is not worth There's a finite amount of time. Yeah. And I don't want to be watching this idiot character do more bullshit. Also, one of those things, one of those shows, maybe my least favorite trope, where some character is described where someone's like, you know, they're like the smartest person in the world. And there's a lot of tell, don't show. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, they're so smart. Wow. Can you believe how smart that person is? You know, they're the best cop ever. And it's like, but- they're and they dumb. show up and just say dumb shit. Yeah. And not in the way where it's like kind of the point, much as we discussed not 24 right. hours ago on our latest episode of Talking Talk Tar. Yeah. With, with our special sponsor. Jiffy brand corn muffin mix. Hold on. They didn't pay for the main show. Well, that's true. Anyway, that's what's popping for me. Abbott Elementary. I like it. Great. Check it out. All right. Fun. You know what's not popping? I actually have a not popping or a what's okay. nothing or a what's nothing or noppin. a what's, like what's not in. Uh-huh. I read the book Room, the book that oh, the, that movie, the movie, movie is based on. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know why I did that because I knew I was going to hate it and I hated it. So do people like it and say it's good? Yeah. People are like, it's beautiful and like moving. And it's just, it's a fritzel situation, but from the point of view of the child. So the narrator mm-hmm. is like a five-year-old and speaks mm-hmm. about things very simplistically. And it's like, oh, you see the world through the child's eyes. And God, it's so long. If it was like a short story, it would be great. But it's mm-hmm. so long for that premise. And also fucking... You know, a part of it is that like this five-year-old never stopped breastfeeding because you're locked in a shed your entire life. You're not going anywhere and you're mm-hmm. not getting enough food. So like, of course, the thing is in the book, it's referred to as having some. Oh my God. And- That's off-putting. <laughs> it's, and it's after a couple of times of having some that you realize what is being referred to. And like, you know, first time, like, okay, weird. Second time, But then it keeps happening and it continues to happen. And every single fucking time the child reports on the taste and texture and the differences between the right and left. Wow. I don't know why I didn't just stop, but it was dumb. And then I watched the movie and the the movie was okay. Does the movie talk about having some? Nope. Yeah. I wonder why. Yeah. Brie Larson is good in it. She's always great. Even though I really did not like the Captain Marvel movie. She's always great. She's a great actor. She has a really wonderful... I never seen anybody talk about her on United States of Terra, which I guess nobody talks about that show for a variety of reasons. Is that the Tony Collette one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen it. It's not a good show, but Tony Collette and Brie Larson both tear it up. They're both great. They're both great actors. Yeah. And it's like, you know, as if the premise isn't problematic enough, it just like hits you with a series of the dumbest trope for mentally ill women possible. And it's like, okay, guys. Mm-hmm. All right. Cute. It's a multiple personality thing. Is that right? Yeah, and it is not faithful to that. And then the explanation of why she is that way is, it's not super good, but it's like a very young, like teenage Brie Larson in it. And it's like a Diablo Cody script, at least for the 
pilot or first few episodes or something. And, oh. you know, it's fun. And then it becomes a drag very quickly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's time for peaches and lemons. Hell yeah, it is. Do you have a lemon? Well, do you want to talk about the theme song? No. Great. I'm not really interested in talking about the theme song. Yes, I do have a lemon. My lemon is this is my home for the last few days. We have COVID in our family and I just got back from tour while my family has it and I don't want to get it. And so I have been living in my fucking garage and, you know, look, could be a lot worse. This garage is lovely. It has everything I could need, save running water in the bathroom. So occasionally I mask up and go into the house and shower, et cetera, et cetera. But it sucks getting home from tour and not being able to hug my child who I have missed hugging. So, you know, I don't love being out here, but hopefully we're going to test her tomorrow after waiting an appropriate number of days and we'll see what happens. So if she's negative, then that child's getting hugged. Wow. So that's great. So that's my lemon. I wish I was inside my home. And the other thing, of course, is I get back from touring, which is exhausting and all I want is to be at be home. Be in your bed. And yet I am only halfway at home. So you can't see it, but there's an air mattress on the ground here in the garage. Uh, I was wondering if you were sleeping on the couch in the Jeremy Renner modesty pillow. No, I'm sleeping on an air bed. I don't do well on couches. Or with the Jeremy Renner modesty pillow. Yes. It's yeah, because I want to make out with it too hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then sign up for his app. Okay. What's your lemon? My lemon's the obvious and easy one that I've been sick for two weeks and I'm still fucked up coughing. Going upstairs is... Mm -hmm. Because I have issues with panic attacks anyway. And so going upstairs and getting completely like air hungry and unable to breathe will just like... sucks. Send me into it. And also just with being sick, like my mental health just like tanked. So, And I've also found that like with when I had COVID and then whatever this is, RSV question mark, it's just like my brain goes to a much worse place. So it's been pretty shitty and no. continues to be shitty. And uh, yeah. You're definitely getting better, right? I am better. And it's funny Good. that this is better because it was yeah. a lot worse. Yeah. So peaches time. It is time for peaches, which I totally wrote down, which I totally wrote down. <laughs> yeah. First peach. I feel better mostly. <laughs> Good. Second peach. <laughs> I've been drinking a lot of Martinelli's apple juice lately. Oh, always good. Have you had the non-apple Martinelli's things? Like they have blood orange and what? various other. Oh, yeah. There are other flavors. Where do I get this? Uh, they're hard to find. You see them around occasionally and they're kind of unpredictable. But there are other Martinelli's flavors. Like you really have to search for like the proper Martinelli's because you go somewhere and you'll they'll have like the little tiny apple version, which is fine. That's not enough Mm -hmm. juice for a grown woman. And then they have this next step up, which is the bigger glass apple. That's still not enough juice, but I went to Whole Foods semi-recently and they have like a big jug of it that's plastic Mm -hmm. in just a Mm -hmm. large quantity. And that is perfect for me. I hate the sparkling version though. Cause anytime I go, it's like, uh, there won't be the big right. one. Cause of you don't flat. like sparkling things. Yes. I hate it. It's like, you've ruined this good thing. How dare you? This is my favorite. I mean, of course you like what you like. You're in the minority yeah. on that one. I think most I people like. The I don't like angry juice. water. And then my third peach is. Time honored. Don't know what my third peach is. It was mm-hmm. nice outside today. 
My my th- <laughs> Wow, take that, Los Angeles. My therapist literally like got on me last week. He was like, You shouldn't be flippant about the good things in your life. And it was like a very serious talking to that he like related to on a personal level in a way that was very like touching. Like celebrate your wins kind of thing. It was more so him talking about like the language in which we talk to ourselves and the words that we use about the things in our life, even internally, like really color the way and that giving things a little bit more gravity helps you appreciate them emotionally. And that's good advice. It is. It is. But also it was after I was being very depressed at him and he was like, well, are there good things happening right now? And then I started listing all of them off in a total monotone. He was like, yeah, that's, 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 that's part of it. Yep. (laughs) So yeah. Thanks, Dr. Therapist. Oh, that's a good name for a therapist. It is. Well, because he has the best therapist last name initial, but I don't want to say what it is. So I have to say Dr. Therapist. But I assure you that for the letter that his last name is, it's very funny when mentally I'm like, Dr. Therapist initial. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. You have 26 guesses, everyone. Go crazy. What are your peaches? Peach number one. uh, I've mentioned this. A bunch. I talked about it on the mini this week, which you get access to if you're on our Patreon at the two peach tier above. But we're finished with the tour. And the peach is not that it's done, but that it happened. And it was a, by any metric, huge success. The shows were so fun. Lots of people came out. We had lots of sold out shows. I got to travel around the country to places I hadn't been in years and in some places never been. I got to see all kinds of friends I haven't seen in forever. It was just a joy. I love performing. We were talking at one point, like what our favorite things are about the career we have. And for me, it's performing. Like I love writing music. I love recording it. But performing will always be my top favorite thing. And it's not something we get to do that much. You know, we do a limited number of shows a year, you know, and probably won't be touring next year. Maybe do a one-off show here and there, but no NSP tour for 23 So it's going to be a while before I get to do NSP Live again, and it's my favorite thing ever. And we had a great crew, and despite bus problems and all the hassles and annoyances of touring, it was just such a hugely positive, fun thing and something that I don't think I really realized how much I needed and missed until we were back in it again. And just to keep it in the kind of appreciative Uh, not to be too serious about this, but it is like, how many people get to do this at the scale we get to do this? You know, we get to play for thousands of people in these gorgeous venues with an amazing crew and other fantastic musicians and friends on stage. It's not some fucking band we hired and it's just like, oh, it's session guys. No, these are our buddies and really wonderful people, the guitar bros and Jim Roach. And to be able to do it for a living, like nobody gets to do this. Every time I think about it, it just blows my mind. This is the kind of thing people spend their whole career trying to do, and we get to do it. And it is just something I, I love. And now I'm, I'm in that like post-tour kind of letdown phase where I'm like, okay, now I have a family to take care of, and I, you know, I have to get back to them and make sure Rachel isn't entirely in charge of the child, which she has yeah. been very kind to be for the last you know, couple of months. But yeah, I had such a great time, and I am happy to be home, but I already miss it and can't wait to get back. Yeah. Wow, that's a beautiful peach. Thank you. Next peach, speaking of touring, Jarek and I went to see Elton John. I talked about this, I think, on one of the minis, but it was an incredible show at Dodger Stadium, and it was really fun to see it with Jarek, despite the traffic getting into the stadium, which was awful. It was such a great show, and he's one of my all-timers. Huge influence on me as a musician and a songwriter, 
and just still a dynamic and wonderful performer. So what a great show. Never seen him live before. And what a place to see him live for the first oh, time. What a place. Although I, I was coming to Jarek that there's kind of an odd dissonance of like, hey, I'm seeing Elton John and I'm having a Dodger dog. What? Having ballpark food at an Elton John concert is a little weird. We just had a couple beers. but I mean, do they just bedazzle the dog for you? Yeah, they should. I'm just going to leave it there and say we had a great time. And I loved Elton John. Did we talk about the videos? I think I talked about the videos a little bit, right? The videos. My one nitpick for this show was they had big monitors all over and showing videos during the songs. And the videos were straight up bad. Like, looked like they had been conceived and edited with zero good taste. Just like hmm. terrible video. Some live action, some animated. Ooh. The one that was animated was like Terry Gilliam, Monty Python style, which did not work at that all. That does not seem like a good fit. No. There was one good one for the bitches back where it was mostly drag queens and that one was great. Mm -hmm. And then everything else was like, what are they even doing with these videos? Just inexplicable. Hmm. That clearly someone had to approve. But luckily, mostly they had him or the musicians on the monitor, so you could ignore the videos. But yeah, the videos weren't great. All right. And uh, my final peach is just that, you know, the day this comes out, day after Thanksgiving, I love Thanksgiving. We unfortunately couldn't have you and Jarek and others over because of COVID over here. But I was saying to Rachel, we should do a little catch up Thanksgiving, like maybe next week or something and have everyone who yeah. would have come over, over. But I do love Thanksgiving and I'm always happy around this time of year. And also we're getting into that. I like, you know, that the post Thanksgiving from Thanksgiving to New Year's, at least in our line of work, things get chill. People stop responding to emails and you can kind of just be like, you know what? I'm maybe not going to work quite as hard for a month or so here. It's not having a month off, but it's as close to that as you can have. Well, it's like other people imposing that on you because nobody is going to respond to your emails. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's like, well, that's exactly right. I'm off the hook, I guess. Unless, yeah. unless, unless, but I love the post Thanksgiving, like holiday time, especially, you know, like in the Northeast where it's nice and snowy and cold, which I did get to experience some of on tour. Denver had a bunch of snow. That was nice. Well, yeah, I can't relate even remotely because this is the time of no. year where it's like time to gird my loins for the seasonal effective depression worsening. Oh, this is my favorite time. I love getting dark early. I hate it so I know you much. do. Most people do. I'm in the minority here. I just have these fond memories of like, you know, being in college and going home a little bit south to Jersey for Thanksgiving, stay home and you go back up into Massachusetts and it's cold and it's snowy and it's awesome and you're hanging out with your friends and you're stuck inside because it's too cold outside. Oh, I love it. And of course, here in LA, cold is 60 degrees, if you're lucky. Yeah, get stark earlier. It's colder. I mean, I don't hate Christmas. I hate Christmas music so much. And mm. I become even more of a hermit than usual because I don't want to have to be in public and have to hear Christmas music. Mm -hmm. See, I like Christmas music. What I hate our Christmas smells, the cinnamon and the nutmeg and the allspice. Oh, no, I don't like holiday spice blends. That's the only thing I do like. The only thing I, I, I get any sort of holiday cheer for is my stupid little fucking Starbucks drinks. You know, again, I'm the minority on this. Most people like good, happy things, but I do not. Well, so that's late night for you. I feel... <laughs> 
you know, as we wrap up here, I never really know how to finish episodes, especially after one that just knocked it out of the park as hard as this one just did. High energy, great bits. Yeah, that's what we do. Both of us, 110%. My throat feels awesome. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure people just love listening to it. So thanks for listening to the show. Oh, I do want to shout out to, I saw this on our Discord, I think on the meme channel. I forget where. Someone posted, uh, this has stuck with me for weeks now, a tweet or something where someone said, she's stroke on my bram until I ejaculate. (laughs) And I wish I could remember who posted that and who the original poster was, but I... Absolutely love it. Ejaculate. Stroke on my bram until I ejaculate. I've been thinking about that forever. Do you know how he came up with the idea for Dracula? No. It was from a nightmare brought on from eating too much crab. Is that true? (laughs) Yeah. By crap, you don't mean actual human shit. I mean crab with a B. Oh, crab. I thought you said crap. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, wait, was was Bram Stoker a... Uh, a, a shit eater, scat man. <laughs> so he ate too much crab and then had a nightmare. And had a and nightmare that inspired him. Crabula. Yeah. yeah, I remember. And the only reason I know that is because back when I used to take accelerated reading tests for like elementary school books, you know, to prove that you read a book, there mm-hmm. was one. I don't even think I had read Dracula. It was just like a general trivia one, and that it seemed like such the obvious bad answer in the mm-hmm. way that so many like quizzes are written. We're like, here's the one where we both know this is bullshit. Yeah. But no, that was the correct answer. That's great. Ejaculate. An early NSP song idea that Danny and I had, which we never made, was Wackula, the Masturbating Vampire. And <laughs> I think we're all better <laughs> off for the fact that it doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, that is pretty Wackula. But had Bobby yeah. Pickett still been alive, I'm sure he would oh, have happily. <laughs> yes. That's a good one for the monster fuck. Yeah. Folks, if you're listening to this and you're not on the Patreon, I feel like the mini that we recorded, or at least the first mini we recorded yesterday, should have been this episode. (laughs) I'm almost tempted to switch them. I am also tempted. Oh, wouldn't that be funny, though? We do Talk and Tar and that mini, and we do that, and then as a mini, here's a cut full up because it wasn't good enough for the main thing. (laughs) Wasn't up to snuff. You know what? Too bad, everyone. You got to pay for the good stuff. Sure. Yeah. One last thing. One parting note. Um, Brian. Yes. If you had to choose between. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, I thought this was what it was going to be. Being alive, which did you pick? And you're not allowed to say that you're going to kung fu flip or run away. Please. No, no. I want to be clear. I, I wasn't a kung fu, <laughs> kung fu flip. I was going to flip and then do kung fu and then run away because I'm so fast. So I think you've misunderstood maybe what I was saying before because I wasn't going to do a kung Rob fu Mackle flip. That's the most Rob McElhenney delivery I've ever heard you do. Yeah. Well, he's, of course, one of my inspirations. By the way, did you see the Always Sunny podcast episode where they go to do, do the tour and the first shot is of them getting on a private plane? No. And like a bunch of it is like them on their fucking private plane. No. Like these guys have private plane money now. At the very least, they're like charter flight money. I mean, Rob McElhenney fucking bought a football team with Ryan Reynolds, so he's clearly... I remember there's one where like Glenn's walking around his house and it's like the most tricked out fucking... It's like, all right, yeah, you earned it, yeah. Dennis. You know what? They do great stuff. I can't deny it. I love they what do. they do and they still seem pretty down to earth. Earth. Yeah. Yeah. I like that we decide which rich people get passes, you know? <laughs> right? Yeah, these guys seem actually okay. Yeah, private yeah. plane, yeah, that guy deserves it. Seems, oh, this other one, one has fun. it? No, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Burning hell, ass. <laughs>
Well, folks at home, if you have a private jet, you're not listening to this podcast. Yeah, buy more late night merch. Oh, wow. Happy Black Friday. Don't give Amazon money. No, give give Ninja Sex Party and late night money because mm. we have sales. Yeah, totally. Cool. All right, bye. All right, see ya. <coughs> Leighton Night is produced by Brian Wecht, Leighton Gray, and Jarek Centeno. Follow us on Twitter at Leighton Night, on Instagram at Leighton underscore Night, or email us at LeightonKnight at gmail.com.